few seconds. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy, and once again, I'm joined by Lynn. Greetings, everybody. And our friend Eric. Hi, guys. And this is another edition of the Abbey Scale, our continued coverage of Knots Landing. And today we are discussing Season 5, Episodes 16 through 20. Yes. So we have a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. Perfect. Alright, so Episode 16 is called Reconcilable Differences. And uh, the first note I have is that Karen is really struggling with withdrawals in the rehab center. Indeed. Um... More so because I think they've been, they gave her like an in-between drug to kind of wean her off of the feeling. To help bring her down a little bit because she's going to start having that cold turkeyism going and she's like begging to leave and Max's like, nope, you've got to stay. You've got to stay. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like she's like living in a, like it's making her like hallucinate and like think things are true that aren't true. And like, <laughs> um. Gary has, I put GEE, Gary Ewing Enterprises audited. <laughs> I have that GEE down yeah. in my notes. Ben is investigating Appaloon, so he's, you know, going around questioning people, ruffling some feathers. Exactly. He tries to see the older couple. I, I, can't, I couldn't remember their name, the, the couple's name. Um, the Marcuses. I put. You know what? Do you oh, know why they call you. them the Marcuses? I think because Anne Marcus was a big, one of the behind-the-scenes executive people on the show. Oh. So they came up with the name the Marcuses because when I finally heard it said, oh, I'm nice. like, ah, I bet that's homage to Anne Marcus, who's a big part of the show. And then they brought her back in the <laughs> troublesome season 13. We'll talk more about that another time. Yeah, they I were the couple. Old couple, old man, old woman. <laughs> the holdouts from the Lotus Point um, place, yes. Yeah, the the couple that did, wouldn't sell and their house got burnt down. Exactly. So Ben's trying to get through the daughter's door because <laughs> oh. they're staying with the daughter and, and she's kind of holding them back. Okay, you know how I know I'm watching too much Bold and the Beautiful? Why? I thought the daughter looked like Kelly, yeah. Catherine Kelly Lang. <laughs> For a second, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm just making every blonde Brooke from Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, ben goes to the ranch and he actually starts to question Abby about Appaloon, and she plays dumb, and she's like, never heard of it. Like, yep. what's that? <laughs> a lot of people playing dumb right now. Laura's playing dumb too, and a lot of things. Mm -hmm. like, questions are coming out from Mac. Yeah. Um, well, Laura. <laughs> Abby talks to Greg about it, and he says that his hands are clean because he never put his name on anything, and he never said the name out loud publicly. So she's kind of like, "Well, I'm glad you're clean, but if something goes down, she says, you know, you've got political ambitions, and I could ruin that by singing." And he's like, "You're not that stupid." And it kind of is at this time. Greg's kind of starting to wash his hands of Abby and looking at the skirt mm -hmm. called Laura walk by because Abby has become more <laughs> trouble than she were. Yeah. In his mind. <laughs> um, Plus he's crushing on Laura. That was actually my next note. Pretty much blatantly Laura and Greg oh, sleep sorry. together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mention the kiss on the cheek. I was like, nope, they slept together. <laughs> <laughs> this what 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 I enjoyed on this episode really good too, and I'm sure it's in your notes, Tommy, is finally because he said it a couple episodes earlier to Val. Gary goes to visit Karen at the clinic, and yeah. she is mm. so hostile to him, and she's like, "You're a drunk. Get out of here. Get out of <laughs> here." And she just freaks out on him, and he's like, "Obviously, how dare not, you?" Right. She's not going to be able to hear <laughs> my empathy that I'm trying to have with her. And, you know, she's covering and saying, oh, my doctors just have me here because I'm not feeling well right now and they want to run some tests. And it's like she's in such deep denial and she's so cold to him and he yeah. just walks out of the room and she's like yelling still after he's up and out of the chair. It's crazy. Michelle she's like, how she's there. like, how dare you compare me to you? Like, yes. yes. <laughs> but that's how deep in denial she is about her problem. And that's why Mac is so resilient. Like, you've got to stay, Karen. You can't go home. So, um, through the audit of Gary Ewing Enterprises, everything is, like, up, up to par. Um, except for 
checks that were canceled that were made out to Kathy. Yeah. That Gary signed. And Kathy's check was three times larger than the rest of the ranch hands. <laughs> <laughs> and other checks were made out to her signed by Abby. Yep. That date back to before, to before Gary even knew Kathy. He's starting to put things <laughs> together, and he's staying quiet. You know, he's not questioning Abby yet. That he's mm-hmm. he's got his people at work, and he's trying yeah. to. He's got his little Scooby Doo hat, and he's trying to solve this mystery. <laughs> Scooby Doo hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does. He has a background check, pretty much run on her, and he finds out that she was in prison. Yes. Yes. And he kind of stays silent as he's getting this news on the phone with Abby leaning over right next to him. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like that, Tommy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, going back to the rehab center, though, with Gary, when he's leaving after being shouted out by Karen, he runs into Lily May. Who's going on and on about how happy Val is? And that <laughs> she, they're probably gonna get married because you know they're gonna have a baby, and that's Bam. how Gary, Gary finds out that Val's pregnant. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. I like how that scene unfolded because he was so taken aback, and she just can't help rubbing Gary's nose in it. <laughs> Typical Lily Mae, always saying what she's not supposed to be. <laughs> yep. mm, always yep. till the end. Um. <laughs> The nurse tells Mac that she thinks it would be good if he um, attended some of Karen's therapy sessions. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'll do whatever she needs. And she's like, oh, no, you misunderstood me. It's for you, too, because you have a problem. And then she just walks away. <laughs> like, I'd be like, wait, what? What do you mean I have a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Mac's like, excuse me? <laughs> he just, like, stands there like, like, right. what? <laughs> I'm like, no, don't leave. We have to talk about this. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So they have a therapy session, and he's pretty hostile and distant during that therapy session. Yeah. Um. I don't think felt, he it, thought he didn't need it. Oh, I just dropped my phone. Oh. Um, um, I think he's so angry at Karen, plus of everything going on in his personal life with him being discredited, that. I know when they, I remember when they got out of that session, she was like really pushing him hard. And she's like, do you love me? And he looks at her and says, ask your strength. And then he well, leaves. No, his first response was, I'm here, aren't I? Right. True. Mm-hmm. But she kept badgering after him. And finally, she asked him to like say it, that he loves her. And that's when he said, ask your strength. And he walks away. And that's when I think she really started getting nervous that there was she started recognizing the huge cracks in their marriage and how much in denial she was and she kind of talked about it in her group session the next day about how much in denial she was there were some sharp things said by both of them and it made me feel like i don't know i i felt like mom and dad were fighting and like i just felt like i was in the middle of it i was like Pop. exactly um, <laughs> Like she says, you always say, "Forget about it." That's what you would you, you would say when I would talk to you about Diana. Forget about it, and I'm right. like, because he, he could you blame him? He wanted because to forget then, about it. <laughs> like, right? Because then, surprisingly, in this episode, which uh, this episode timeline must have moved really quickly. It must have been like multiple days because also in this episode, or or at least four days, because I remember at the start of it, Mac told her she still had to stay there another four days when she went to leave. Then mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, or towards the end of it. Val and Mac come to get Karen to take her home, and Karen's kind of resistant. She doesn't want to go, and Mac says stoically across the room to her, it's time to go home, Karen. You'll continue your therapy sessions and continue to have counseling, but it's time to come home. So that's also his way of saying, okay, you've made it through this. Now I do need you to come home and try and be strong, and we need to get on with our life and go forward. She's resistant because she's questioning how much she's hurt him and does he love her as well as she's starting to have some memories of Laura talking to her about wanting to sell the apartment complex that her and Abby join co join own together, saying that yeah. really bad. But it's starting to come back. She's starting to get some memories back of what was going on because she was in such a deep fog. Well, he also in their fight before it was time to leave. He said something like, you know, this marriage has been nothing but trouble since the start. I was like, oh whoa, that is that's rough. And I'm a, I'm a guest in my own house. This isn't yes. my family. I was like, where is all this coming from? Yes. <laughs> like, I felt very uncomfortable. I was like, no, don't freak out. <laughs> well, I know what happened. 
from his daddy issues, I believe. Yeah. He yeah. always had daddy issues as well. And Karen was really cold about where she stood on Diana and she didn't want to hear Max's opinion. Karen did send that signal like, she's my daughter, not your daughter. She even said so much in their bedroom one time too. And Mac was kind of taken aback by that and didn't say anything and just kind of cocked his head back. And that was a big, there was a lot of things that were said, mainly when Karen was starting to go through that drug induction that Mac does have some resentment towards Karen about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then my last yeah. note is pretty much the closing scene where Mac is on the phone, like, basically trying to clear... Yeah, and um, Karen is, like, listening from the doorway, and she sees him kind of have a breakdown. Right, crying. because he's telling his dad that you can't believe what you read in the papers. How's Karen? Oh, Karen's great. She's my rock, you know what I mean? She's my total center, and Karen hears all this, and Mac's got his back to Karen, doesn't realize she's hearing this, and he hangs up the phone, and... He is like having a crying breakdown and he turns around and there's Karen standing there. That scene. Wow. Yeah, that I, felt like that felt like a okay, like a I'm here, you can lean on me. We're gonna get through this supportive, like we're we're gonna bridge what's wrong kind of scene. I wrote my notes this scene was incredible and it was. You it was palpable to see how vulnerable Mac was at that stage because he's always the strong arm leading man in that family and he was just it was really kind of hitting him all at once and i think it was because it was his dad and he was having to lie and he's had a really difficult relationship with his dad his whole life and now he's still you know he wants to be very truthful very stoic very upfront and he wasn't yeah. able to be that way with his dad on the phone but he finally has karen back home and she wants to be there for support and it's it's gonna be hard for mac or it is hard for mac to totally put his trust in her right away yeah do you guys have any other notes that I missed in my notes? Oh, I have um, when Ben visits uh, Val and he's frustrated that she won't tell anybody about the baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lily May's mouth running the way it is. Everybody's assuming it's Ben's or she's saying so yeah, much. Yeah, too. yeah. He's like, you're not saying anything. What's wrong with you? I yeah. think you covered and it. He's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Um, I guess we could rate the episode. So I had a an eight for this one. I had an eight as well. Oh. Um, I'll do eight. Okay. Very good. <laughs> All right. So episode seventeen is called Second Chances. Uh, Diana is at home from New York. Um, she's actually tolerable. She's not her whiny loud self. Um, she has a new haircut and new hair color. Maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. It's her it's her sane haircut. Exactly. New York yeah. has brought some sanity into her life. Tom, you can relate, so maybe that's the <laughs> Um So I kinda skipped over a lot because my notes are very vague. It's okay. Karen's <laughs> at the ranch when she sees Diana kind of like bring her stuff in, I guess. Right. And they kind of reconnect. Um, it's very, you know, cold and cordial. Not like a like a loving mother-daughter relationship. <laughs> um, it, I feel like Diana's like, oh, I heard you were going through some stuff. Like, she doesn't even really know what was going on with her mother. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I heard you were sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> And Karen's like, I'll tell the boys you're home and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're just trying to play nice but karen finally says diana we can't keep running from this we have to face this we're mother and daughter we can't get divorced and she's basically like uh you have to learn to stop telling me what to do i'm not a child yeah and i'm like oh here we go again <laughs> she's still a little bit of denial about chip let's put it that way she's yeah. not ready to quite let that for lack of a better term chip off her shoulder <laughs> um gary has a talk with diana later on about how he thought the ranch would be a good way to, like, hide from everybody in the outside world. Yep. And it turns out you can't hide from your problems and kind of talk some sense into her. Makes her makes her start thinking about the situation. Yes. Um, and she also goes, she visits her brothers, right? They come out mm -hmm. and visit her at the ranch, and Eric kind of really lays into her and says, come on, Diana, give Mom a break. You, know, you, want, me to you want me to slap you again? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, 
So Karen, this is the episode that Karen brings up to Lauren, Lauren, Laura, about the day that she came to visit her to cut, try and buy her out of Lotus Point. And, and said, as, as your friend, as your friend, I'm willing to tell you that she's willing to go to 150. And she plays Tom. I was like, Laura, what are you doing? Like, I was like, that's your friend. What are you doing? <laughs> Laura's nervous about her own skin though right now. So then what does Laura say to Karen? She says, was that before the pills or after the pills? I was like, Laura. <laughs> Throw you under the bus, girl. Oh. She's trying to get her coin. Trying to get her coin. She's, that was cold. And she's worried about her own neck, too, because she's realizing how this is starting to unravel. Yeah. Um, so Gary goes a little bit deeper into Kathy's past, and he finds out why Kathy was in prison. And it yes. was it was for murder. Yes. Um, and when he asks her anything, Kathy gets defensive voice and kind of storms out of the room. Because Kathy yeah. knows. <laughs> it's so cool. he, he finds out that she was in an arc in Arkansas prison, but she keeps saying she's from Wyoming, and he right. keeps up Arkansas, and he keeps asking her like different questions about her past, and she's like. Why ask me so many questions? And she's like, she's like brushing the horse, or whatever. And she's like, you know me better than anybody. And she just kind of walks off. Yes, that's like every scene too in that episode, I think. <laughs> um, Val and Karen are riding bikes, and <laughs> they're trying Karen, to get off the trying, walk, actually. Yeah. That must be a that must be a tall hill. You've been in the cul-de-sac area. Maybe there's a tall hill right before you get up to the cul-de-sac. I don't know. No, I didn't see any hills, so I don't know what block that was. <laughs> Funny. Um, Val says that her and Gary were seeing each other for a while. Well, and then she admits that she's pregnant, and, and then this is the scene that she admits that it's Gary's kid. And Karen says, you tried to tell me, didn't you? And I was waiting for her to be like, I told Mac, though. Like, at least it was in the family. <laughs> Well, and Karen also says, was this what you were trying to tell me when I was in such a drug-induced haze? And Val's kind of like, yeah, but I realized you had bigger problems going on, and she couldn't really share what was going on in her life with her. Oh, okay, pause on this episode. <laughs> um, going back to the last episode when Val visited her after her breakthrough. Yes. And she was so excited that she knew why she was on drugs and like going on and on. I love that sweet moment at the elevator where she was just like, You were there for me, you're still here and they like hugged mm -hmm. and I like yes. those like those one on one moments between these two. Totally they're having a girlfriend. Yeah, I love that. It's really sweet. So then back to the spike scene, like it was yeah. like another good like best friends, like just Agreed. the two of them. Agreed. Um where are we? Oh Abby tries to fire Kathy. Well, Kathy comes to the apartment, mm, and she's like, great. I'm surprised you wanted me here in, in broad daylight. Yes. <laughs> and she tries to fire her, saying that her services are no longer needed. And Kathy's and really smug, and she's like, I'm not leaving. She, she cuts her a check, and she's like, no, I don't need this. I got a job. I like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And Abby threatens to call Ray, which I'm assuming is an ex-boyfriend. And Kathy says she wouldn't do that, because then she'd expose her to Gary. Yeah, they're and kind of for tat right now is the way they're going at it. So Kathy leaves, and Abby, not one to, you know, have her back <laughs> against the wall, calls right. <laughs> uh, I'll show her! I was like, oh, you are messy. You are so messy. <laughs> yeah. Abby's kind of getting that snake mentality where she's just striking out right away. So if she's not hearing what she's liking. And literally right now, this is about the only situation in Abby's mind that she's kind of got really she feels total control over so that's mm -hmm. why she feels so empowered to do it versus the stuff going on with Gary Union Enterprises and and what's going on with Appaloon it's a little bit shaky ground there um I think it was when Karen was in one of her therapy sessions Matt is waiting in the car well she he's supposed to be joining her and she's confused why he's not there because that's she feels so not like him, and he is oh. a little late. Oh, okay. That's what happened. And uh, he gets beat up by some guys. No, yep. the thugs come after him because St. Clair's men want Mac to shut up and stop his snooping of what's going on with Lotus Point, Appaloon, and the whole variance thing. Yeah. And even though he's been fired from the crime commission, he's still trying to clear his name, and he keeps digging with Ben's help and other people's help, so... I'm surprised nobody's caught on to the Ben asking questions and has attacked him yet. 
Well, you're right. I, I think Max the bigger target, though, because of his name, and he's the one who's really pushing this. So they're trying to send that strong message right to Mac at the top, and they beat him up so bad, and then they just load him back into his car, and out comes Karen. She leaves her therapy session early. She's like, I just don't feel right. I don't feel right talking about him or us without him here. And she gets up and leaves, recognizes his car on the lot, and goes over and pulls him off the steering wheel and sees how badly he's been beaten up. The way that he fell back, though, I could see them trying to it trying to be like a red herring that they killed him and they just placed his body in the car because right. you know that was a commercial break. When right. The... <laughs> but now, what the show really did a good job is they established Karen's fear, and this this explains why Karen was so dead set on wanting Mac not to investigate Wolfbridge because she lost Sid to the mob and she doesn't want to lose Mac for the same reason. And also, Mac's also doing this because. He could be disbarred because of this whole situation, apparently. Correct, and he shared that with the family, too. And then the family even asked him, the boys asked him, do you think Greg's behind this? And Mac's like, he could be. You know, he doesn't flat out say yes, but he's, he just shared that he suspects that Greg's really dirty. And we see that with several scenes between Mac and Greg, how volatile it is because Mac's just killing Greg all the time. Um, I wrote down this this line because I loved it so much and I didn't want to forget this scene. Laura's canoodling with Greg. And she says something along the lines of, my husband left me eight months ago. You think you're my first? Right. Oh. And I was like, ooh, sassy. But it made me think of the episode The Lie from season one. Like, that's our old Laura. She could always get the attention of men. Like, she... <laughs> right. Look at Eric smiling. It, it is kind of crazy how those two, Greg kind of got his way. Like this shows, he's switching from Abby to Laura now for his little fantasy sex time or whatever we want to say. And he's really kind of, he pursued her kind of strongly and, and she didn't deny it either. Plus she's she, probably like, you're lucky to have me. Like what else do you got? And she's like, she kind of wants you think you're the only one? <laughs> she's not getting answers out of Abby. So why not try and get them out of Greg is what she's probably thinking. Yeah. Um, I have Gary congratulates Val and Ben on the baby. That's funny. That was the next note I had down, too, which was funny because then, you know, they fake it and Ben grabs her hand, Val's hands, and says, yeah, thanks. We're, we're really excited about it. And then Gary turns around and walks away and then Ben lets go of Val's hand and then walks her over to her door mm -hmm. and he says, you know, she says that she wishes he wasn't leaving in a couple of weeks because he talks about his assignment and she, he turns around and says, well, I wish you weren't pregnant. And she says yeah. she really wants someone to be there with her during this pregnancy. And he, correct me if I'm wrong, is like telling her he can't do that. Mm -hmm. But it was so funny, like the next episode, the two of them were spending time together. It was really, that one kind of threw me. That was like a little misread right there. It was bizarre, but anyhow. Um, I have Diana and Karen have a heart-to-heart -heart at the if house. Make peace. She's visiting, and she finds out that Mac was injured. He got beat up. Um, and they kind of come to, like, yeah, they, they an agreement. They, they have a civil conversation. Karen says, what did she say? She Well, first Diana says, you have to stop treating me like a child. I need to, like, make my own decisions, whatever. Yep. And she's like, I can do that, but you have to do something for me. And she says, you need to remove the label of mom and treat me decently like you would treat anybody else. And they kind of shake on it. Yes. And then as Diana is about to leave, I think everything she's been holding in kind of breaks her. And she's, she gets emotional, starts crying, and says, mommy, and they hug. I got a little teary eye, I'm not going to lie. I felt a little misty when that happened. It was a good scene. You know, finally Diana <laughs> cracked after being so distant with her mom, and she finally let her mom be her mom and have that. I mean, Diana said how many times in this episode, did I tell you I'm getting my own apartment? Did I tell you I'm getting my own apartment? And it's like, okay, Diana. Look, look how adult I am. Look how adult I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get yeah, I'm starting that. I'm starting a new job that my aunt gave me, but, you know, I'm an adult. <laughs> right, exactly. So it was sweet when she finally cracked and mother and daughter finally hugged. And there was some resolution there, even for us as the fans. It's like, okay, we can stop harping on this Karen and Diana situation yeah. now. I mean, I'm sure Karen would have gave her a job at Knott's Landing Motors. Because doesn't Eric work there for a little while? He does. <laughs> he does. Um, 
and Lotus Point eventually. So, oh, so Mac finds out that there's basically like a, a mail pickup service in this building. That he finds out that Appaloon is one of their customers. That they one of their customers. For and mail drops for yes. So he gets Eric involved, and he has Eric drop off a package for Appaloon, and he sits and right. waits to find that Laura. It's it's a very obvious package. It's like this tube, like this something orange that, tube, yeah. probably that had blueprints in it. Yeah. So. So he sees Laura go, and he's like, Laura, and then when she comes out, she has the tube that Eric drops off, and he puts two and two together. Exactly. He's like, well, okay, Laura knows about Apollon, or is somehow connected. So that's all I have for the note, for my notes for that And episode. he follows her as she drives away, so they ask, you're right, that episode ended kind of on a cliffhanger, like, okay, what's he going to find out, or where's he going to go? Yeah. Yes. Do you guys have any other notes I didn't hit on in this? Um, I just put also down to that Greg cancels on Abby. He's been doing this quite a bit because he showed up at the office. And he he kind of gave her a flower and saying he was busy. And she's like, you've been having a lot of these appointments come up lately. And then when he walks out of the office, she kind of shreds the flower apart because she's mm-hmm. getting frustrated. I have right. man scared to talk. Oh, yeah. Ben goes to see the old couple again. Was that in this episode? He did, yes. He, he he took a second visit, I remember, to the couple's daughter's house, and finally the dad talked with mm-hmm. the, her dad, which was the elder couple of the that owned the property that got destroyed. And he wouldn't let the wife talk because she's so emotionally upset over this. And, and then he's like, what's Appaloon got to do with this? What, what did they offer you? And the guy kind of stays tight-lipped, but then realizes he's on the right path. All right. Um, well, I rated this episode a 9, believe it or not. Did you? Yeah, I really liked it. Maybe because I cried. <laughs> Maybe that was it. <laughs> I rated... Well, Eric, do you want to say what you rated? I'll go 8.5. Oh, I must have been in a slump, because I give this one a 7. Really? I know. I know. I, I look at Eric's face. I, I think it's probably because... There wasn't any big wow factors. There was just like a lot of relationships kind of falling apart other than Karen and and Diana's mending. I, based on what we watched in the other ones, I feel like not a lot of big things happened. It was just kind of some things getting closer and it was more puzzle pieces. So that's why I was like, I, I wasn't like wowed by anything that happened. It was like, oh my God, and this really took me there. So that's, that's where my seven comes. I think that, like, from this point into, like, maybe the next few seasons, seven's pretty much the baseline for me. <laughs> and then we work, in, we work in between seven and ten from there for me. <laughs> Spoiler alert, that was my lowest rating out of all of five of these that were custom. <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> um, all right, well, episode 18 is called Lest the Truth Be Known. And we pick up where we left off. Uh, Mac follows Laura um, to confront her and finds her with Greg. At his hotel suite, yes. After the bodyguards let Laura in and Laura and Greg are macking on each other, having some kissing time. And then all of a sudden you can hear Mac's voice outside the door and he gets the door open from the bodyguards and starts pressing after Laura. And it's like, pounding her like, for Laura? what are you doing, Laura? Look what they did to me. Glasses, and she's like, horrified, and she turns away, and then Greg starts yelling, and he's like, you're in this too, and you're just as dirty, and Greg is, like, emphatic, because you can tell he's just like any politician. He's like, no, 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 no. My I don't even know her. <laughs> it was crazy how, how much yelling was going on in that scene, and he's like, when you're ready to talk, Laura, you know where to find me. And a half leaves. Well, she does admit that, um, she says Mark Sinclair. She does say that. Yes. Um, I, I put Mark Sinclair calls Laura and tells her to sever her connection to Mac. And she says, I can do that, but he won't leave me alone. And then he says, how old are your boys right now, Laura? To kind of as incentive for her to do something about it. <laughs> and she is spooked by that right away, because he's like, they really depend on you, don't they? It must be hard only having a mother, and da, 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 da. and it's like, whoa. That was an underlying threat, if there ever was one. Yeah. Um, my next 
Note is Gary working out in gray sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one before that. I'm like, Ray, Kathy's husband, drives up to the edge of West Fork Ranch and has a look. And then you're right. Those two, Gary and Kathy, are then having a conversation, or Kathy's trying to, and Gary's still being distant. And Ray's watching them through binoculars as well, too. He's trying to assess the situation because he's quietly come to town to check on Kathy now that Abby's tipped him off. Um, I'm going to have to leave and come back. I'm having technical difficulties. Okay, no problem. Okay. Bye. <laughs> um, well, also in the scene with the gray sweatpants, I think Kathy and him have another one of their tell me where you're from conversations. Like, Because he Correct. knows the truth and he's basically like, just like, say it. What, what happened in Arkansas? And she's like, I told you, I'm from Wyoming. <laughs> Right, and then she—he's like, he's like, you know, just tell me the, or just tell me, or she tells him she appreciates everything he did, and he says that she pursued him, and he even mm -hmm. asks her to level with him, and she says she wants to stay and work for him, and he says a lot has changed. But you're right, I do have down in my notes. Gary works out in Graceland. <laughs> hey, Eric, everything okay? Kind of. <laughs> oh, can you hear us? I can hear you kind of. All right, let's continue to see if it fixes itself. Exactly. Um, oh, Ben asked Val to go to El Salvador with him. Yes. And um, you sound muffled. I can hear you, but it's really low. Really? Yeah. Um, also, too, I want to back it up just a little bit. Earlier in this episode, Ben told Mac or gives him a list of the board of directors for Apollon, and they're all dead people that were killed in a plane crash like a year earlier. So it was kind of interesting that that information gets out because Karen also tells Ben how Laura was pursuing her about selling the apartment building acting like she couldn't remember and, and Greg or again Mac is saying he wants to try and get Laura to talk because he knows there's more information than that. Um, is this I know they mentioned it in an earlier episode and I'm not sure if it's this one but they mentioned that Sid's uncle died in a plane crash. Laura, or Karen does mention that because she looks at the list even closer and sees one of the names on the board of directors and she's like, that's Sid's uncle mm -hmm. died like, in that plane crash. So that plane crash, yeah. Yes. Um, I thought that was cool because Sid's been gone for a while, but it's it was a nice way to kind of weave him into the story. Totally. And They're good on playing on that history and trying to weave things together and make it really be cohesive. You're right. I'm paying a lot more attention to this goes through too, because this Wolfbridge stuff is so interesting. But if you're not really paying attention, you can miss stuff and you just go along with the story. But it totally makes sense on how Mac, Ben, and now Karen are starting to uncover the truth and find all this stuff and put the puzzle pieces together. I mean, even just hearing his name, I'm like, oh, like I forgot. Like, that feels like forever. <laughs> right. Right. I have to about like how Ben's asking Val to go to El Salvador with him too, and then she says she can't, but you can see that she's tempted. But then eventually he gets her there, or to yes. Yeah. How you doing, Eric? Yeah, it's messing me up. I don't know what's wrong with this ear for you. I can really hear, hear you. It just sounds very muffled. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. That's better. Yes. Yeah. Can you hear me okay now? Yeah. Is it better? It's better. It's, it's a little it, better, yes. It's a little better, yeah. Um, <laughs> um so Ray finds Kathy at the ranch and he chases her in his car while she's on horseback. Yeah. That was kind, I, of, kind of kind of some crazy film scenes. It was kind of scary. I wonder the way they shot that, I wonder if that was Lisa Hartman on the horse the entire time, or if they had a stunt double when it was the wider shots, because the closer up ones, you could tell it was her, but I'm like, when that car was chasing after that horse, I was like, they've got to have stunt people doing all this stuff. That'd be just yeah. dangerous. I was like, oh, we're just going to... 
I was like, oh, we're just gonna drive through fences. A fence, and... right? Okay. Diapers. <laughs> um. Gary walks in on Laura and Abby fighting about Appaloon. Yeah. And say, and because Ab, because uh, Laura's telling Abby about like uh, Saint uh, Mark Saint Clair's threats about her children. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want out, and she's like, You're too far in it now. You can't get out. Mm. And um. Laura covers, and she says that she made a bad investment in a tax shelter in Minnesota. It was in Minnesota. It was like 100000 and she should have looked into it more. It was more fraudulent. And Gary's like, well, we can, we'll figure it out. We'll talk more about it later. And Abby starts to smile because she realizes Laura's Yeah, I put, I put Abby, uh, Abby's impressed <laughs> yep. by her ability smile to, like, cover it up. Fill in the beans. Hello, <laughs> uh, but later, Gary in the bedroom, Gary questions Abby because he's not really buying that excuse. Right. And, and then she, she snaps at him. She says that he didn't want to know all the details, and now he's breathing down her neck. Right. And then he's like, are you going to come to bed? And she's like, not just yet. So he mm-hmm. goes to bed without her. But he knows. He's closing in. He's trying to like push her a little bit and see if she'll crack and tell him the truth. So Gary is offering the chance up to Abby to be truthful. She's still not doing it. Um, I have Laura comes home to Lily May, who was watching the kids, mm. and finds yes. that the phone has been ringing all night on and off, and it, people, the person keeps hanging up. Right. And so then when Laura it's finally scary. answers it because it rings while she's there, she's like, who is it? Who are you? And again, they won't tell, so she's just getting more scared. Um. Kathy tries to leave the ranch with Ray. She basically, like, breaks up with Gary. Um, but Ray has a bigger score in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he sees how big the ranch is and stuff like that, too, and he doesn't want to just get in a car and drive away from all that money. Well, yeah. from Gary <laughs> and from Abby. Um, and Diana's the one that tells Abby that she's, like, trying on new clothes for her new job that she's going to get with Abby about Mac getting beaten up and Abby had no idea. And yeah. you could see the mm-hmm. little scared look in Abby's eye like holy crap, what kind of people am I in business with? Yeah, between that and then like Laura saying that they threatened her kids and like yep. she's probably like oh crap. What? <laughs> she's like I have kids. <laughs> right? You never see them on the show much this season. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. We didn't um, see them for like eight episodes I think. <laughs> Um, so Ray basically forces Kathy to go back because the next note I have is Gary screaming at Kathy to stop lying and demand she admit she was from Arkansas and served time in prison. Right. He's basically like, why were you in prison? Why were you in prison? Yes. <laughs> and she eventually admits that it was for murder and for he murder. comforts her. And then yeah. she just kind of cries and that's it. We don't get like any more details at that moment. Um... And then the last note I have for this episode is Laura can't stand the constant phone ringing and she runs to Karen's and admits that Appaloon is Abby's, is Abby's company. Right, tells mm-hmm. that to Mac. She's like, I had no idea. It's not my fault. And she's like, Appaloon's Abby's cob- company. She didn't mean for it to go this far. And so, like, she's trying to throw Abby under the bus <laughs> as much as she can to maybe not throw St. Clair under the bus to hope, okay, if I implicate Abby only and leave St. Clair's name out of this, maybe they'll leave me alone. Right. right. That show ended on a really good cliffhanger. That was It was really good to see Laura just go traumatized from zero to ten in that episode. Yeah, I gave this episode, if we're going to rate it, are we okay to rate it? Yeah. I gave this episode a nine. I thought it was very well done. What'd you give it, Eric? Um, I would give nine. And wait, did you did you mention Gary sweaty punching bag? I, I didn't hear you mention that. And when you were off a little bit, yes, he was in his gray sweatpants uh, and he was taking uh, his yeah, I was punching bag. And Kathy walked in behind him. I was so focused on the gray sweatpants, I wasn't really paying attention to why he was in gray sweatpants. <laughs> the gray sweatpants have uh, have replaced the boom booms. <laughs> yeah. They do. Um. So you guys are gonna be shocked. I gave I gave this one a seven. 
Wow, see, you flipped it around. Look at that's mm -hmm. a low one for you. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling it so much. I don't know. Oh, see, I like the tension going on with Laura and what was happening here and how it was all mm -hmm. just spiking and what was going on with Abby. Think Gary's getting closer to really finding out all the dirt on Abby. I just, I like yeah. it. No, there Plus, were like, I, like, I thought it was Abby. I like the angst with Karen telling Mac, you know, she didn't want to lose another husband this way to the mob, and she's just really stressing about this too. And she's she's getting back to more sane Karen, but with it comes a whole new set of problems as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, episode nineteen is called "Shall We Reap," and based off of my rating, I really like this episode. We'll get to that later, though. But okay. I actually don't have as many notes on this episode, even though I really I like liked this it. one too. <laughs> um. So Kathy confesses to Gary Abby's involvement in getting her into Gary's orbit. Right. Because Mac really wants to know, how did Abby get that variance? Mm -hmm. She had to have some political connection or some prowess. How was she able to get a hold of that variance to develop Lotus Note the way it was? And, and Mac even asked point blank, you know, is St. Clair involved? And... And, and, and Laura won't give that up. And then he's like, what does Sumner have to do with this too? And, and Laura's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And she just plays dumb. So she's wanting to stick to that Appaloon Abbey connection and try and leave it there. Mm -hmm. um, I have Mac barges into Abby's office and demands to know everything about Lotus Point, Appaloon, and Mark Sinclair. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. I know it too, I know it too, I know it too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she says, you have no evidence, and she pretty much asks them to leave. So she's trying I... to just play dumb and play innocent. Okay, I must have missed a note, because I've been waiting to talk about this one thing that happened, and I, I feel like we're past it at this point. <laughs> um, so there was a scene, I don't know what episode it was in, but it was when Ben was like digging in his heels about not being with Val. And Lily Mae goes to visit him. And she's going on and on and on about the baby and like, you know, you can't just walk away, like, you gotta make this work, there's a baby involved. And he's like doing everything in his power not to say it's not my baby. Right. And she says, I hope to see you around the house sometime soon. And she kisses him on the, on the, the side of his head, I guess. And all I could think was that she was going to say, you be sweet. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I have to talk about this on the podcast. waiting for it, waiting for it. But yeah, I just had to talk about that because it's been on my mind and I can't find it in my notes. <laughs> right. But back to episode 19. <laughs> this is also where Kathy in this episode tells Gary that it was an accident that happened that she ended up going to jail for murder, even though it mm -hmm. wasn't at that level. The person that got murdered must have been of some high profile that died and that you know she's been working for abby since before gary and abby got married and he's kind of surprised to hear that yeah she was hired to distract gary because of being a cg lookalike so abby could do whatever it was that abby was trying to do and gary's like what was that and she's like i don't know but again gary's putting the pieces together about abby and really realizing how much she's been lying and manipulating him behind his back but luck that Abby was able to find somebody that looked just like CG. I mean, <laughs> um, and and this also in this episode, Abby hits to Greg that maybe he could help pressure Mac to make his problems go away if they would sell Karen's share of the apartment complex to Abby because Abby she's got like all of Lotus Notes. Or Lotus Notes, Lotus Point, but up <laughs> under her Appaloon Corporation, except for that complex that she owns half of it from Karen, and she wants the whole enchilada. And yeah. Greg's like, no, nope, I'm not interested in trying to pitch that offer to the Mackenzies. That frustrates <laughs> Abby as well, too. Um, Gary demands a confession out of Laura about Abby. Yep. Mm. And she tells him, and he asks her why she did it, and, you know, they talk about money, and he says something along the lines of, oh, that's the price for friendship, I guess. Mm, yeah. I felt bad for, <laughs> for Laura and their friendship. And was... yeah. Laura realizes she kind of messed up here, and she's just trying to, I don't know, stay quiet at that point. Um, even kind of what happened a little bit earlier before that Gary and Laura scene, but doesn't matter in sequential order, but Jim, the lawyer, really pushes Abby 
that he's kind of nervous about what's kind of happening with Gary and Appaloon and all this type of stuff. And and Abby at this point is feeling a little confident that she's got the ace in the hole that Gary was so obsessed with making Kathy a CG lookalike that that doesn't seem like a sane person. So he wouldn't be the one that could stay in control of Gary Ewan Enterprises. Instead, she'd be a much better fit. So she doesn't feel like she's gonna lose her power. I just kind of wanted to get that statement out there before we discuss some of the other things that happen. Yeah, and Gary, Gary kicks Abby off the ranch. Well, now you're jumping way too fast, my friend. Let's lead up to what happened. In this. I told you I didn't have too many notes, but I really okay. like this episode based off my reading. <laughs> let, me, let, let me talk about this. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find my notes about it because it was kind of interesting about that too. You're right. Laura told um, Gary that the reason why she kind of stayed so silent about this is she did have a little bit of greed. Abby gave her 5% of Lotus point. And that's when Gary coldly looked at her and said, oh, I just want to know how much friendship. Friendship. Okay. And then he walks out and she just sits there and feels like crap. So then um, I'll take over now. Tom. <laughs> I want to get these across to help understand the rating. Um, Greg um, tells Mac and Karen, he goes and visits them that, you know, he that if he could prove that Abby was the one that got the variance, he would help clear Mac's name. And Mac's like, I'm not interested. I want to know what your involvement is. You know, I want you to stay out of my life, basically. So Greg leaves it off. So mm -hmm. then you're right. Abby comes back home to the ranch. Gary's just sitting there quietly in front of the fire with his back to her. And she wraps his arms around her and says she's kind of had a busy day and looking into buying this, that, and the other. And he gets up in a huff and just lets her have it. He's like, I know about Appaloon. I know about Lotus Point. I know about the variants. I know about Kathy. I want you to take your stuff and get the hell out of here. And I don't want to ever remember that I loved you. Loved you. That yeah. scene was huge. It was so good. It was so well acted. Abby was stumbling and trying to get through it. And he was just angry. And that's probably the most angry we've seen Gary without him being drunk drunk yeah. <laughs> so it was a it was a such a huge climactic great 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 scene to see this is also the first time i feel like you really see how much abby does love him out of you don't like i didn't think she really gave a shit until all of this came out and then she's like uh, and, and she told Jim, the lawyer, that she doesn't want a divorce and and she yeah. doesn't for multiple reasons but yeah she does right care about Gary but in the back of Abby's mind too I think she realizes the relationship with Greg is weaning but we're not there yet to that scene yeah, so well that, even um, even after he said I want you off the ranch and he left the room she had this moment where she was like Gary and you could see that even though she said if she had to choose between love and money she'd pick money you could see that she does love him she's exactly. like, and she's upset at the thought of this ending yes um Karen goes and sees Greg on her own, too, and says, you know, mm. he really wronged Mac. She doesn't want to lose Mac and have him be harmed. She, he really needs to help untarnish his reputation. So if he can do it, he's got to step up. So Karen plants a good seed in Greg about that, too. Um, I have Olivia. We see Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. She, she had a growth she had a growth spurt because uh, she looks like a young lady now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, her and Gary have a touching moment by the pond. Yep. About the geese and their name. They were geese, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's upset about, you know, having to leave because she knows her mom messed up. and the, right. the She's worried that those two are going to split up again, so she's, ha she's struggling with it. But oh, because allegedly she heard the fight. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And then, my friend and I always joke that Olivia and Brian will probably be serial killers. The way they <laughs> <laughs> um, Abby goes and visits Greg because she wants a little tete-a-tete -tete time, and he's upset. He's like, you can't just show up here unannounced to blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what's wrong? She goes over and opens that bedroom door, and there's Laura in there laying in the bed under Yay. the covers. So, boom. That's 
That's like one of one of the memorable scenes I always remember is Laura just sitting there under the sheets when Abby walks in. (laughs) It's another great scene. This episode is so packed of so many great climactic scenes. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. There's so many reveals and big aha moments. It's crazy. Um, And and during all this drama with uh, Val and Ben, you got all being cute. Right. Um, He gets her a diamond ring, but, you know... And then he says that he doesn't want, he's, tri- that isn't when he gives her the diamond ring, that's when he also tells her he can't get out of the El Salvador segment. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like give and take, but he's he's trying to make that happy life. Greg, meanwhile, yeah. also is meeting with Sinclair privately, and he says that he wants to put Mac back in his crime commission, and Sinclair's uneasy about it, and he's like, well, I'll control the situation. And he's like, well, I'll keep him so busy. He'll stay out of your dirt and your mess. It'll be, it'll be okay. You literally word for word said my next note. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and Greg goes and has a press announcement and it's televised again and whatnot, mm-hmm. saying that Mac was not involved with the proposed Lotus Note project and that, you know, he's guilty of no wrongdoing. He's completely innocent and there's no charges being brought against him. Um, you know, he'd love to have him back on the crime commission. So Ben goes over, Ben's there during this press announcement and he calls Mac and Karen, who are both at Matt's Landing Motors, ironically, Mac's there too. And Ben shares that new with, news with Mac and Mac is not happy because mm-hmm. he's really not getting the answers that he wants on where this dirty mess came from to begin with. And he kind of just hangs up the phone in anger. And did you screenshot my notes? Because literally, like, line for line, you're reading exactly. my, well, in so order. Then, we <laughs> so we're going here. So now I'm going to just kind of go to the closing scene. The closing scene is Abby came back to the Westport branch. Uh-huh. And she's packing a bag, a few clothes. She's like, I'll have Maria get the rest of it. And Gary's there. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And he grabs her wedding photo and he throws it in her luggage. Like, we'll take this, too. Mm-hmm. And she goes to leave. And Olivia doesn't want to doesn't go. Want to go. Yeah. And she's like, are you going to turn my children against me too? And he's like, she can stay if she wants to. And Olivia just is adamant that she doesn't want to go with her mom. And Abby has to walk with her one lone suitcase down to her little hot rod convertible and drive away off the ranch. And didn't even give her mom a hug. Okay, nothing. <laughs> didn't even give her mom a hug. Kiss or nothing. Nothing. Didn't she ask for a kiss goodbye? And she was just like, Yeah, yeah. She's hugging Gary. <laughs> like, <"Bory."> right. <laughs> and then where's Brian? <laughs> Brian's obviously see. staying over at some friends because there is a conversation on the next episode about yeah, that. that Billy. Like, yeah, Billy. He's at the right. right, right. <laughs> it is weird. This kid being raised by everybody else. I uh, rated this episode. Or Tommy, do you have something you want to say first before you shout out a rating? No, I was going to shout out my rating. Go ahead. You shout first. I'll let you go. I said nine. I said ten. Oh. I'm with you. Ten. Bam! (laughs) (laughs) A lot. It was a lot. I love the scene with Gary and Abby. I love the scene with Greg, Abby, and Laura reveal in bed. I mean, there was just so many nuances that I was like, bam, 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 bam. I I thought it was very good. I didn't need a big, huge ending. To make me go, oh my god, this was a solid hour of television. It was really, really good. Um, Okay, so episode 20, our final episode, is called High Ideals. And my first line is, the divorce is in full swing. Gary is locking down all his assets. He's in uh, Abby's office at Gary Ewing Enterprises with his lawyer. Yep. Um, He's having everything sealed. (laughs) She's so, standing at the top of the staircase looking down at him. And she says, he says, uh, what do you say? How did the he lawyer guy it? says, what do you want me to do about her? He said, I don't, something like, I don't care what you do with her. Just make sure she's not out on the street. It just I wouldn't don't look her right. Out on the street, it won't look good. Is yeah. What's <laughs> well, that cold, cold statement? And then the lawyer is like, is there another entrance to that apartment? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, make sure you use it because from here on out, the office is sealed. <laughs> I didn't know there was another entrance. She always goes up the stairs in her office. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Mac turns down Greg's offer to return to the crime commission. Right, because Mac yells at Greg and says, you're covering 
not correcting. Yes. And Greg won't give him the name of who set him up. So that's why <laughs> I'm consistent because he doesn't want to just pretend and let bygones be bygones. Mac wants answers, which is scaring Karen. Um, Val shows Ben her passport and says she wants to go with him to El Salvador. Yes, and the minute they hug, she's like, uh, uh, uh. and I'm like, what the hell? Then she's, she's like, having severe pains. Right, and then she, so she's like, I gotta go get something from the kitchen, and she's walking that way, and Lily Mae's right behind her. Madeline, what's wrong? And it's like, uh, <laughs> don't say anything to Ben. Don't say anything to Ben. It's just the baby. I'm fine. Just keep your mouth shut, Lily Mae. I know you can't, but keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where he's leaving, and right in the street, she collapses from the beams. Right. And then he comes running back. Yeah. Um, and then Lily Mae says right away, you know, a minute and a half later, she hasn't been feeling well, and she's been having complications with the baby. And so he's picking her up, and he's like, call the doctor! They like, call the doctor. So the doctor says she's going to be okay. She just needs to, like, take it easy. She and she's like, all right, now Salvador is not on the table anymore. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of stuff, but, like, my next big note is Kathy dresses up in the red outfit Gary got her. Oh, you're jumping. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say this. Abby says to Kathy, um, shouldn't you be packing? Because she catches her at the ranch. And... And she's like, you know, I don't work for you anymore. And Gary walks in behind him and he says, I say, and who goes? Abby, I want you to leave. And Abby leaves the ranch. Mm -hmm. But you're right. There's several attempts that Kathy is trying to get Gary's attention. She doesn't. So then, Tommy. She dresses up in that red outfit. Puts on the CG album. And he comes... He's having a nice, quiet night by the fireplace, and he she blasts the music, so he goes out to see what it is, sees her, and she's basically like, isn't this what she want? isn't wanted? This is what she wanted to turn me into? And he's like, you don't get it. CG's dead. He's like, I wanted you. It was always about you. And he grabs her by the hair and plants one on they, her really big. They kiss her, and I'm assuming they had sex. Well, they had the commercial, and they came back, and they're both laying in bed naked, so let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> Now they yeah. just made out. <laughs> yeah. um, so then when they were in bed together and they were talking and then all of a sudden he goes to kiss her, he kind of pulls on her hair again and she goes, you're hurting me. And then he goes tender. So it was finally like he was realizing he had to let his guard down of how resistant and his animosity he had towards her. And he kind of softened to her rather quickly. But I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Abby's been gone for five minutes. So Gary... Gary sweatpants. Gary needs what Gary's. <laughs> <laughs> um, Olivia comes home for, from school and she talks with Gary because um, she overheard him saying to Abby that he drove all night because he came home around the, in the morning when Abby was there at the ranch. Right, and Abby kind of scolds him like, "I leave my children with you and you're not even here." Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he he says something along the lines of like he could have. Driven off the planet or something like that, and, and he kind of and alluded to the fact that he didn't ask the children to stay; they wanted to stay to make her take some onus. Like kids don't even want to be with you. That's how yeah. bad you are. And Olivia kind of questions that line. She reads into it like Gary wants to be left alone. Yeah, so she calls um, Brian off screen. Brian, he's at Billy's. Yep. <laughs> hey, Billy's, and if anybody asks, I'm doing this and blah, 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 and that's why I'm not in school tomorrow. <laughs> so she's saying hi to all the ranch hands as she walks with those school books down to catch the school bus at the end of their long driveway. And the minute the bus comes by, she hides behind the bus, and the bus leaves, and then she throws her trapper keeper behind the bush and starts heading down the road. This reminds me of the episode of in, like, the mid the the first season or the mini series of Dallas when um, Lucy was skipping school all the time. <laughs> I was like, I, this is probably how she did it. She hid and then she just yeah. like, <laughs> and that guy, the ranch hand at the, at the gates. I was like, I pictured that being right. <laughs> she walked and walked and walked. And who's yeah. did she end up on? Yeah. I didn't remember where she was going. I was like, is she just walking through Los Angeles? Like what is happening? Right. <laughs> The one that right. about it. She does go to her. <laughs> we haven't uh, seen those two I was together. Say her foster mom or whatever. Her mom was raised <laughs> for the past four seasons. 
We haven't seen <laughs> scenes with Osu together in forever. Well, because she's yeah. on the ranch, so, you know, she was yeah. riding horses and rowing in the rowboat on that tiny little pond and swimming in the pool, so. Yeah. Can I backtrack uh, one second to what yeah. um, Garrett says to Abby? I like, um, what did he say? Like, can you call next time so I can make sure I'm not here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he says something like, you can come see the kids whenever you want. Just call so I, ma- I make sure that I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Get it. Um, before we talk about um, Olivia at Val's, let's talk about St. Clair and Abby's meeting. And St. Clair says to Abby, we've been calling the offices. Your phone's not working. And she's like, yeah, it's it's been disconnected. They're working on the problem. She's like, you know, we've got our relationship and Appaloon's got their payment due, but we should get a line of credit to extend that. And he's yeah. like, I'll see what I can do. Well, then he makes it sound like he talks to the Wolfbridge group and he's like, they're not interested in extending you a line of credit. If you want to stay in business with us, get Gary Ewing Enterprise to unfreeze their assets. Kind of gives her an ultimatum, basically. Yeah. And she's Uh, thinking to herself, how am I going to do that? (laughs) Um, Karen gets into like a little tiff with Mac about him accepting the position that he said he wasn't going to turn, that he turned down. Right. The governor um, wants Mac to return to the crime commission. Mm-hmm. So this isn't coming from Greg. It's coming from the governor. Mm-hmm. And um, Mac lies to her, and he says that um, that it's coming from the governor and that he's he's not going after the Wolfridge group. Exactly. But when they hug, you could see in his face that he's lying. And... He is. He's totally lying because she's worried that the Wolfbridge group's going to kill him. So she's trying to forbid him from pursuing that and wanting him to let it go. But he's got an axe to grind. Um, so Olivia at Val's house, I have Lily May calls Gary. She and he goes because, first, because first Abby called Gary and chewed him out because Olivia's missing, or maybe it was the other way around. Gary called her and then Abby chewed him out because Olivia was missing. Oh, because the housekeeper said that Olivia's not on the ranch and she wasn't in school today. Right, exactly. And then Kathy's like, I'll get the ranch hands to circle around and see if she, they've seen her. Yeah. Correct. And then uh, Olivia calls and spills the beans to Gary, so Gary's, Gary gets a head start and heads over there first. So I have Abby shows up at Val's, and there was this moment where she kind of looked nostalgically around the cul-de-sac. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't been here in a while. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How about the tender scene with Val hugging Olivia, and then even Gary coming up to Val's bedroom because she's on bed rest, and hugging Olivia and saying, yeah, your mom and I are probably going to be splitting up, but it's going to be okay, and you need to be a big girl, and they're trying to comfort her, but and try not to lie to her as best they possibly can. I liked when, so Abby's now in the house, Ben let her in, and Lily may first sees her, and she she refers to her as Abby Cunningham, not Abby Ewing, <laughs> Abby <laughs> Cunningham. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> and she's like, you know Gary's here, he's upstairs in Val's bedroom, like just has the <laughs> They're out there together. Which Ben doesn't like hearing either. Yeah. But he sees how messy the situation is. Again, really messy. He's just got a dig. I love how this show can take and make such big moments out of small common sets that we've been seeing the entire run of the series, but yet there's still got so much drama and yeah. and payoff for the audience behind it. That's that's good writing. And that's what was mm-hmm. happening here. Uh, everybody comes down, and Abby is asking Gary how he could forgive everybody except her, and he says, because you're my right. wife. That was pretty strong. Um, and Olivia, then... Olivia sees how upset Abby is, and she kind of goes to her side and says, I guess I'll go with you. She's like, I better get used to living with you because <laughs> you no are choice. my mom. She's like, come on, mom, let's go live by ourselves again because you keep messing up. She's basically... She's basically resigned to it now, finally, at this point. I like how in, like, these dramatic moments, Olivia calls her mother. Like, <laughs> not mom, mommy, mother. Right. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, 
So then as, Olivia gives her goodbyes to everybody and hugs, and even Val hugs her and says, you be a big girl now and take care of your mama. She needs you. Mm-hmm. Well, again, Val's given that motherly advice, even though that's not her kid, and she's doing what she's got to do, and she's hugging Gary goodbye, and out the door go Abby and Olivia. Val has said the same that same line or something similar to her in the past. And I feel like that's her version of UB Sweet. Right. <laughs> when, Abby, when Abby was um, donating her kidney to Diana, Val had a similar story talk with Olivia at the hospital too, when Olivia was having kind of a breakdown over it too. Yeah. Um, as Gary leaves the house, uh, Val emotionally is like, Gary, Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> And she, she just says goodbye, and she's like, like up the cries. I'm waking up with Abby, and I want to tell you I'm having a baby, and oh! <laughs> and Ben is very aware of the emotional she's bond that they have. <laughs> out of his face of him just looking at her like, oh my god, she's still in love with him. Yeah, That's what he's thinking. Yeah. Totally could see it. Like if circumstances words, were again, different. Another great, <laughs> great not landing scene without words, you just know what's happening. Yeah, like if, if the circumstances were different, these two would be together. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you guys have any other notes? Because that's all I have. <laughs> that's all I have. I just am reaching down here and changing my rating. <laughs> Talking about it made me change it. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to change my rating too. I had an eight, but I'm going to say nine. It was flipping good. I had a nine, and I, I I'm upping it to a ten. You can do that. We each went up by a number. We each went up. I went ten on that last episode because I really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed this one a lot too. I did too. I'm gonna go with nine on this one. There we hey, go. Nobody wants to agree with me today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have some tens in the, all these episodes. We just didn't have a tens across the board this. Time. I think the only one we agreed on was like the eights on the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll rewatch. And audience, feel free to rewatch as much as you want to catch all this. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's it, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Good episodes. Well, Good. There's yes. like five more yet of this season to come. And wow, they're going to be stellar. And there's still a lot more action to discuss. Yeah, these mm-hmm. five definitely amped up the drama. There was lots revealed. Um, so I'm sure the next five are really going to be explosive. Exactly. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for another edition of the Abbey Scale. Um, as always, you can find us at Queers and Soaps on the socials. There's Donna right there. Yep. <laughs> um, and until next time, have a great night, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>